0: G.I. Joe Sigma-6, codename for a highly trained
1: special mission force. It's objective. Stop Cobra. Stop Cobra. Cobra. Sigma-6. Be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero.
0: Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Live in large and in charge in 20... 2020 Forge. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Canis.
0: I would have commented on your screw up, but I was muted because I'm trying to eat my dinner.
2: Damn it, Chan.
0: I'm saving you the uh misophonia.
2: I mean, it's gonna ha- it's gonna come out. You can't Oh yeah.
0: No, I absolutely but I will wait. I'll wait until you least expect it, and then in your ears you'll hear.
1: Nobody wants that, Chan.
0: I I want that. And I'm a somebody. So who's the fool now?
1: You know, some people eat hours before it's time to podcast.
0: Yes, and some people are I'll say it, horrible. Just oh. just horrible people.
2: But not you're not talking about us, right? What?
0: No, no, it's other people.
2: No, just some oh, okay. people. Okay.
0: Just some people.
1: <laughs> Obviously not us. Wait, who are you people?
2: Oh, I mean, that's an existential question.
0: Oh right? I ponder that every single day <laughs> of my life. I used to be someone who would go out and party, and now I'm sitting here in the, at night, uh, like on a party night, on a night that you should go out to the bar, and um, I'm eating really, really not good vegan curry. I tried, Ugh. and it didn't take.
1: Now now
2: I know every time you make a mouth noise, it's vegan curry and it's making me mad. Also, would you say you used to, uh, party every day? (laughs) That was the longest
1: pause for the weakest payoff. I'll be honest, I thought Gina was getting kidnapped in that moment, and honestly, better pay off.
2: I mean, you don't know if I got kidnapped, maybe this is imposter Gina, uh, and I, I am. I have some G.I. Joe technology that, uh, you know, like, fake fakes the voice of anyone in the vicinity.
1: No, that's. The, I know for a fact you're not imposter Gina, because well before we even started recording, you were telling us how quickly you want to be done with this.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and how much work you have which it's all so much
2: work <laughs>
1: yeah so i uh, here's the deal this is like that terminator meme where it's just like uh, uh uh oh i got gina on the line oh ask her how excited she is to podcast tonight <laughs> gina how excited are you to podcast tonight oh man i can't wait gina's dead <laughs> That's how it works. Anyway, we are talking about more G.I. Joe Sigma six episode three of season two episode 16. Overall, this is search. I like these minimalistic uh, titles.
0: You know what?
2: I yeah, do it too. just se- seems like they're just picking words at random.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Was, was there a search?
2: I mean, um, no. So but also, I've weren't looked, you guys the one who said la- like last week the title made no sense, and the week before the title made no sense? They have been really, making a lot of sense. No,
0: I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, and I when? feel like because uh, they were, they're headed towards an island like a secret base. They no, they were looking and they found the old demolished base, and then they had to go look for the real base. So yes, you know what? Search. I'm going to go with I'm, it. Go ahead and say. This is an episode that could be reasonably called
1: search. I'll I'll take it. So I I do like that. We're now getting previously on GI Joe Sigma six. We got a spy on board. And I thought to myself, what if it's not Firefly? Like, what if it's one of those two crewmen who are just generic, the dude and the lady, and they're just sort of there wearing blue shirts like, what if, what if they really take us for a ride on this one? Everybody assumes it's Firefly, and they somehow pay off a swerve. Do they have that Vince Russo in them?
0: I mean, this is the right time for it, uh, like, culture-wise, but also very much not the venue for it. This is a kid's show, and yeah would be confused
2: i would i would love it if it was someone else. i mean you know what i fuck it i would love it if it was scarlet i'm gonna throw the wildest the wildest one out there just because like she was the one who in this episode was the only one smart enough to be like hey wait a minute that like weird dude who showed up a couple days ago <laughs> was what started all this, all that, like she's starting to put the pieces together. I think it would be brilliant, too brilliant for this kid's show. If she like starts dropping hints, like she's like, Hey, you guys, like, have you noticed? And then like turns everyone against this dude. Uh, they have him shot before a firing squad. Whoa, Jesus. Oh, and then She, like, walks off Kaiser Sose style. She no longer has a limp.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. (laughs) Uh, Of course, you're you're thinking of Mayday from G.I. Joe um, (laughs) Extreme, (laughs) who broke her leg every third episode.
2: Yeah, whatever happened to Mayday?
1: Uh, She's gone. There are hints of
0: something a little more sophisticated going on, and we do have a situation where Scarlet doesn't just say that, like, it's Firefly who's the suspicious one. She says it's Firefly and Stone. So we yes. have like, like oh, there's a mystery here. And if this is your first time running across G.I. Joe, you'd be like, oh, could be either of these dudes. And in this episode, uh, one of them does something deeply suspect. And you, you kind of are on the hook there for a minute. Like, oh, dude, is he the one? Um, and I respect that. I respect that they they're doing a little bit as much as they can.
1: They're putting in the effort. I, you know what? That's a good point.
0: Uh that being said, this is a show with a line like
1: Now we're down one cool chopper. And
0: we're down one cool chopper.
1: Yeah, it's about right. Um, well, uh, and other, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh
0: no, no, never mind. I was going was I was going to play uh another clip cuz uh I still I still think they're saying Porno radic Night. And it's not convinced I, I heard it today and I was like, wow, well, it's it's um uh, one thing that another thing that uh from the intro, um they're talking about like a we've got a um
1: worse. I think we a group of highly skilled young operatives thrown together
0: <sighs> ever since that goddamn Annie cartoon. Yeah. I anytime someone says young, I'm like, hold up, what is happening here? Um, G.I. Joe was never like pegged as like
1: the young hip
0: guys, you know. Nope,
1: never, even when they were trying to be young and hip, they were never pegged that way.
0: Yeah, and especially with Scarlett uh, being portrayed as much younger than I think anybody in a military, a
1: high high
0: uh yeah s- uh, uh, uh the high tech uh, yeah organization
1: yeah um Scarlett should be at least at least minimum like 26 to 28 years old based on her skills and training yeah she, and she is, looks 16 she is 14 years old uh here's the thing uh one last
0: sad thing um jodie foster was uh doing an interview the past couple days and she said that she was actually um George Lucas wanted her to be Princess Leia.
1: I saw that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And she couldn't because like she was like doing Freaky Friday or something. Didn't want to break her, you know, other contracts. So she didn't, Uh, which that's, you know, cool. Like Jodie Foster is like an amazing actor. I'm like, oh man, what kind of world would it be if Jodie Foster was Princess Leia? Right. Jodie Foster at the time of shooting Star Wars. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. How old, Chan? 13.
2: 13
1: years old. 13
0: years old. And I
2: mean, yeah.
0: Look, it. it we don't have uh slave lay in the first episode. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's not that
1: problematic. It would have Nobody, been about 10 years later.
0: Nobody's trying to have sex with her in, you know, uh, A New Hope. However, do we know the tale of Indiana Jones?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, he had sex with her when she was 14. Yeah.
0: When she was eleven is well, what they, eleven well, they settled
2: on fourteen.
0: They 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 wanted it, back. it to be
2: eleven and then and then don't say her. they.
0: Don't say they. George Lucas.
2: Yeah, George Lucas wanted it to be eleven. And then all the
0: goddamn neckbeards are like, Oh, you should get Kathleen Kennedy out there and give it back to this guy. This guy who wants Indiana Jones to be fucking an eleven-year-old.
1: Look, oh, hold on. George Lucas deeply understands a uh, genre, mm-hmm. but not screenwriting.
0: Or how human beings interact with each other
1: yeah, in a civilized not, society. He's not so much about that per se, you know, but that's all right. You know, it's George Lucas. 11. It's pretty good. Anyway, Star yeah, Wars we real young. I don't care for it. We were very close to having a Leon the Professional moment in Star Wars. Yes. Uh, And then uh, the way he eventually got around it was like,
0: but what if we make the boy nine years old? That's cool, right? And apparently it
1: was. I like that Weird Al Yankovic even called that out in his Star Wars song. (laughs) Um, But going forward, there was a separate part of the intro that actually did catch my attention, which is they refer to them as a super secret team. Yeah. When have they ever operated quietly in the history of this show. Super secret team known only as Sigma Six. Yeah. They don't... They're not stealthy. Nope. They have Tuttle Rat on the team.
0: They do have a uh, stealth thing on their
1: ship. That's secret. I mean, They again. do. But they don't, you know, go out of their way to avoid making a lot of noise.
0: Uh, to be fair, uh, they've got a 14-year-old girl... Nobody would expect that uh, a mm. top secret organization like that would have a fourteen year old girl. You know what? Okay, That's that is secret.
1: true. Yeah, I take it all back. It uh, all I, it all holds up.
2: I, you know, maybe maybe this is this is Chan's pro uh, child soldier is what he's saying.
0: Yep. Yes, indeed. No one suspects the
2: child soldier. <laughs>
1: if you know anything about Robert Clark Chan, you already knew that he was pro child soldiers. Um, and the opening up, the opening of the episode after the intro, uh, we're in the desert and I just wrote, "Ugh, tunnel rat, (laughs) porno, not much in this episode, but he's right there at the top.
2: I do hate that they brought this back after like, not after like just touching on it, you know, like last episode, it was like, well, it's better than bugs. I was just like, okay, I think it's time to let this bit die. And then for no reason, they they bring it back here. I would go so far as like if I was his commanding officer, I would treat this like a me too situation. Like but, I would be like, "Hey man, I'm going to give you one warning. If you bring up bugs again, I am going to fire you and you will ne- not only never get a letter of recommendation to even work at a Sam Goody, but I will actively tell people not to hire you." Uh
0: yeah. in, in reference to this me too situation, I would like uh, for us to listen to the dialogue in a vacuum. If you heard these words being said without knowing the context.
1: All right, then show us.
2: Yeah, buddy. Come on. Show us. Here you go.
0: What do you think's happening there? Does it sound like uh, an
1: activity that was probably uh, good for a children's show? I wouldn't say no. You you say me too. I say meat. Ew.
2: Mm. Mm. What? Mm, mm,
1: mm. now if you're gonna tunnel rat's gonna eat the bugs you can just eat the bugs you don't need to literally bring them back with you show everybody say you're gonna eat them Mm -hmm. and also not just show everybody pretend like you have some grand secret some important information that you're holding back uh that you, you really need them to pay attention to i i did not care for this i did not care for this part. Uh, did not care for it at all. Uh, Also, they did notice that Stone and Firefly uh, joining the crew. All of a sudden, when those two people joined, a whole bunch of shady stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. They're putting it together. Like we said, uh, we got. I mean, don't Storm-
2: say they. It's truly only Scarlet. Also, only she Scarlet. says it. And just like a woman in with mostly men who podcast with her, she is ignored.
0: I mean, so anyway. uh. Cobra commander. I gotta uh, say
2: Cobra commander wasn't in this episode enough for my liking. I love Destro, but
0: yo, yo, Cobra, Commander, uh, uh, Destro's like, Hey, look, I fucked up. I know you're going to be pissed. Cobra commander's like, no, because you were just a distraction. I'm like, Cobra commander.
1: Oh my God. You're, we, we got a smart Cobra Commander back. We do. He says, mm. you were a decoy, Destro. Uh, you say you failed, but look, at the end of the episode last, we ended up with the Dragon Hawk and the Sigma system. So what did we lose? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Storm Shadow, you know what to do next. Bait the trap, and this has become a trope of Sigma six where Cobra commander just sends storm shadow on some nebulous mission. (laughs) We never see what that mission is. And he just comes back and says, did it (laughs) Uh, And there's no payoff to it whatsoever.
0: That is how a ninja should operate though.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, He says, bait the trap. He's like on it. Good. And he didn't even second guess him this time. Like he did last time, which was great. Uh, GI Joe then finds a homing signal uh they're immediately like well this is probably a trap and it's like yeah well, yeah probably so stone's gonna sneak in and lieutenant stone by himself is going to steal the Dragonhawk. he says uh and they're just like well you don't have to do that he's like oh i know, can't hear you bye i'm the only one who knows to fly it uh, how to fly it bye at which point firefly totally calls out stone for potentially being the spy hold on mm. Mm.
0: you know Stone is the best
1: spy I've ever seen. Huh? Oh, 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 The gasping. He said spy. Oh.
0: Literally everybody in that room should be the best spy anyone's yes. ever seen. It's a super secret organization.
1: It's a super secret organization. Oh, my God. Yeah, he says he's a great
0: I mean, I like that it's Firefly that does it. Yes. It feels like a good uh, character beat. Unfortunately,
1: (laughs) it's played out like such dog turns. It is not. It is not a great moment. I mean, again, though, if we're trying to ape anime. I guess this is the core of anime. (laughs) This is why I don't watch much anime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do it. Here's a a side note that I liked. uh, Just a very small detail but Destro's getting out of an elevator inside the Cobra base, and he's so big he has to duck down to avoid hitting his head on the doorway.
0: Hell yeah.
1: That's a great moment right there. I'm just like, yo! I don't think Destro's supposed to be that big, but I mean, okay. Yeah, w-
0: throughout this episode, we get instances of Destro being a real physical
1: presence, like yes. a and genuine threat, which, again, unusual yeah, and depending on the angle that you're looking at, Destro is anywhere from, like, 6'6 to 11'3. <laughs> like, he's he's very, very large compared to the people he's fighting, depending on how the camera decides to, to shoot it. Uh, and I, I like that. I like the idea of Destro being a big ol' strong guy on top of a genius. Yeah, he should be. He's a badass. He's Destro, for gosh sakes. Um, and so I appreciated that. Uh, now here's the here's the one, here's the main issue I had with this episode, and it's a story issue. And y'all tell me if my logic holds up. The uh, Sigma System data is on the Dragonhawk, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do remember wh- that the Dragonhawk was one of two vehicles who did not get the upgrades
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that were ended up being like poisonous, basically. Right. Uh, but the Sigma System data is there on the Dragonhawk. They have stolen the Dragonhawk. My question is, wouldn't this same Sigma-6 data be on basically every vehicle the Joes have? And in previous episodes, they have destroyed some of the vehicles and left the wreckage on the battlefield. Why didn't Cobra go get the Sigma-6 data off of those vehicles? Why is it so important it's only this vehicle?
0: I mean, it probably like self-destructed. You know, if it's like a, if it's software kind of stuff, this is the first a vehicle that they've gotten in one piece.
1: Okay. Mm. I mean, it's speculation, but uh, I've seen no evidence to support that. Eh, I mean,
0: that seems like a, a, a little detail. that's probably easily uh, hand waved away.
2: Oh, I mean, like Chan I just, Chan just called you stupid, Ray. I don't I, think that's what
0: happened. I I, so, I, that was what I heard. I have books upon books of ways to, To say, you're stupid, Ray. (laughs) Um, That is one of many.
1: Huh? Yes. Well, that can't be true, because I didn't register it. Mm -hmm.
0: Cha-ching.
1: But surely they could get that data off of any old Joe vehicle, because everything is incorporated with the Sigma-6. They could just kidnap one member of the Joe team... And they've got the Sigma-6
2: information, don't they? I mean, you don't know how this is. Maybe each each vehicle is password protected or mm-hmm. they can't get by the CAPTCHA.
0: There's there's going to be um, a number in there. There's going to be a capital letter. Mm-hmm. huh. There's going to be uh-huh. a symbol, maybe two symbols. I don't oh, know. Shit. Yeah. I don't know how intense this encryption is, yeah. but it could take who knows how long to break.
1: I swear yeah. I'm not a robot. I just can't identify these chimneys. <laughs> They're, they
2: are making them harder and harder.
1: Yo, they'll be like, which one of these pictures has a motorcycle in it? And then you'll have three pictures of motorcycles and six pictures of boats. And then you'll press it and be like, nope, you're wrong. And it'll be like, yeah. what? was there a motorcycle on one of the goddamn yeah, boats yeah, in the yeah. background?
2: Or you'll like see part of a wheel and you'll be like, is that a bicycle wheel or a motorcycle wheel Does i that mean count
0: <sighs> see y'all are thinking that the captures a week and i'm here thinking am i a robot is the reason why i'm not good at captures because i i i'm, I'm uh freaking sean young in blade runner oh my god you're a synth
1: Fallout I could Four be. is real.
0: i could be i do not know the answer Gina's definitely a robot.
2: I am. I may be a robot, but I still feel pain.
1: See, I know I'm not a robot because I'm not efficient in any way possible.
2: No, maybe you're like one of those like shitty first draft robots that like when the AI takes over, like in iRobot, they had to get rid of the, the crappy robots first. They put them all in like a shipping crate.
1: Oh no! I'm you're thinking gonna, you're of, gonna uh,
2: find yourself in a shipping crate, is what I'm saying, Ray.
0: Finally, the black hole—you know that dumpy ass robot—and uh, the pals around with the new robot. Aww. What's was it, Bob?
2: Was Bob the old? Uh... I feel like you're just making stuff. <laughs> I don't
1: even know what movie we're talking about anymore. I thought I thought you were talking about the Terminator series for a sec. Have you not seen the black hole? No, you're not supposed to look at those directly, Chan. It hurts <laughs> yeah, your you eyes. Turn your eyes but- into
2: spaghetti, Chan. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: thank you. Uh that's the
0: sun, first off. Uh second, the uh, old crappy robot is Vincent, and Bob is the uh fresh young face. The uh the mm-hmm. Jody Foster, like ingenue, if you will, of um Wait,
2: the are Black they fucking this robot? And is it eleven years old?
0: Uh yes to both. <laughs> oh God. Uh Disney was they, they were pretty baller back in the 70s. Let me tell you what.
2: Jen, I have no idea what movie you're talking about. The I think Black Hole Fever Dreamed this movie, to be honest.
0: Here's the thing, you watch it and you will think that it is a fever dream. It is not. I watched it when I was a little kid and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening here?" There's this adorable robot, I like that. They're being sucked into a black hole and their existence is being uh uh like just uh, Morphed and melded in horrific ways, not something for a five year old to be watching. But this here is we wild.
1: Are. 1979's Disney's mm-hmm. Disney's The Black mm-hmm. Hole, starring uh, Anthony Perkins, aka Norman Bates, mm-hmm. and Ernest Borgnine.
0: Ernest Borgnine is a is a Bamf. Uh,
1: you know, and a couple other actors I kind of recognize: Maximilian Schell, Robert Forster. Uh, I think I recognize them from bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> but that is uh that's something uh available on youtube for 3.99 everybody watch it it's or don't. 3.99 it's what am i rich oh it's on disney plus yes not according to this really oh they must oh, have just
2: heard you talking about it and yanked it chan oh you know
1: what <laughs> yeah it says right here it used to be on disney plus but now chan crashed our servers yeah i talking about it on the world famous "Knowing Is Half the Podcast." You know,
0: not the first time that's happened, and uh, I'm, I'm I feel good sticking it to Disney. The whole corporation can eat a bag of dicks.
2: Oh my god! You are there. Are going to be there's going to be a squad of men dressed as Mickey Mouse outside your window tonight with (laughs) sniper rifles. You said that out loud, and now you are dead. You will be replaced by an automaton that vaguely resembles an old Abraham Lincoln uh, robot.
0: When I was nine years old, I went to a fortune teller machine. And it's told me that I would be murdered by (laughs) a bunch of men in Mickey mouse outfits uh, and uh, holding sniper rifles. So I, my time has come. I feel good about what I've done on this earth.
2: Okay. I mean, you you know what? You had a good run, especially as far as average lifespan of comedy guys goes. Right. Right.
0: (laughs) And I, I, I made them spawn. So like, who knows, like he may yeah. be able to correct the errors that uh, that I made, uh, be a better version of me.
2: I mean, he'll at least uh, spend the rest of his life obsessed with avenging you until he himself succumbs to this curse. Right. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Who wouldn't want that?
0: And- uh, also, BT dubs. I just looked it up. It's streaming on Disney Plus. So
2: uh, Ray, you don't you even know how nightmares- computers work.
1: Look, it happened to say it at the bottom after like nine other ways to see it. And then at the very (laughs) bottom, it goes Disney Plus with subscription.
2: And I'm like, who clicks the button to see the last couple options? The problem is, are you still using Ask Jeeves as your main search engine?
1: (laughs) No Lycos, dude. What are you talking about? (laughs) I got to go fetch it. Ask Jeeves. I'm not, do you think I'm rich over here? What are you talking about, (laughs) Gina? And officially, for the record, uh, Gina and myself, huge fans of the mouse. Big Disney proponents, they should have all the media.
2: <laughs> yeah, give me uh uh give me money, bitches. <laughs> Let
1: Gina run a show, cowards. <laughs> Put Gina in charge of GI Joe, posers. <laughs> yeah,
2: Disney who's clearly owned by Hasbro. Thank you. Let anyway. Gina do a
1: gritty
0: reboot of a Bug's Life.
2: Oh, my God. They did. It was called ants. Those bugs be fucking.
1: That's (laughs) my my pitch.
2: I'm going to sell it in the room. That's my (laughs) pitch. I
1: I will take no follow-up questions. (laughs) I just love that idea. It's like, okay, here's my pitch. A bug's life meets heavy metal. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Oh, just a big boobed wasp. (laughs) Just flying around. Oh God, I need a break. Uh oh, uh, um, okay. So G.I. Joe's full front offensive uh 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 is a decoy. G.I. Joe is sending everyone at the front door of this cobra base, which thank god has a front door. Convenient, very obvious. But does it door. have a back door? Those bugs be fucking bugs oh be fucking. yeah BBF, May 20th, 2025.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Is this appropriate for children? <laughs>
0: Is Uh, it on Disney Plus? Here's the thing. I'll tell you, it is as appropriate as the
1: black hole is to show to children. Thank you. Uh, We also also AI'd in Ernest Borgnine as one of the characters.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm I'm just thinking about it because they're putting uh, David Lynch's Dune into theaters for the 25th anniversary. God. And I'm going to go see that-ish. I'm sorry, 25th? No, 40th. 40th anniversary? Yeah, it's the 40th anniversary. Take a deep breath there.
1: Man. Look, I love it when they re-release movies that I love and they come to theaters and I get to go see them. Especially movies that are old enough that I never would have ever had the chance to go see them. No. You couldn't pay me enough to go see David Lynch's Dune again in general, much less at a theater.
0: I... As soon as I heard about it, like a few days ago, I I went, I rushed out to the website and I, I clicked on it and I'm like, okay, uh, will I have my pick of seats if I get here early enough? It's like a, a month ahead of time. And when you know it, there's no seats purchased. So wow. I got my favorite two seats in the house.
1: Not next to each other
0: though. Oh no. God, no, no. I don't want to be near any of these freaks. Yeah, thank He's you. Just, you know the people that watch fucking David Lynch's Dune.
1: You know
2: the type of people who'd be into that movie. Gross. Am I right? I mean, I assume all those chairs are covered and come by the end.
1: <laughs> Dude, I mean, just mind. Sandy, Sandy, come.
2: Yeah, the, the second the second one of those worms bursts up from the from, from the ground, and they you see all those teeth, and they're they're like, yeah, get his hook in that shit.
1: You know what they say, Gina? When the sandworm bursts, so do I. Uh sweet, I am,
2: sweet liquid. Don't waste any.
0: Uh <laughs> I am trying to get a sandworm tattooed onto my leg.
1: Oh in my time God for oh my God. The,
0: for this uh episode.
1: You already have one Dune inspired tattoo, Chan. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm gonna expand I don't know, it. have we
1: talked about this on the show. Uh you got I, it fairly recently. Yeah, I feel
0: like I feel like we
1: did, didn't we not? Can we just, in case we didn't, or this is somebody's first ever episode and they're dying to know about your new tattoo? Right. I think it's actually very clever. Thank uh, you. Let the people at home know about it.
0: Yeah, it's a, a sporty spice uh, from the Spice Girls in a still suit because she's a Spice Girl, and that will make sense to a very small subset of our listeners. And God bless you.
1: I'm not even, like, a fan of Dune. Honestly, it really does nothing for me. I love that. <laughs> so, who knows?
2: If you want to <laughs> be my sandworm, you got to get with my friends.
1: <laughs> Dear Lord. You got to get with my deeb. That is every part of this. Every part of this is upsetting. <laughs> Moving back to G.I. Joe. Uh, Lieutenant. So, G.I. Joe is attacking the front door of the cobra base and they're just making a bunch of noise so lieutenant stone can kind of fly on in uh and he has a under his eye patch he has like a bionic eye so i guess i see where mcu got the nick fury idea uh-huh. ripped off mhm sigma sight which apparently is like
0: uh holographic uh um costuming
1: disguises I I couldn't understand he was you he pulls off the eye patch he scans this is like Optimus Prime in the new Transformers movie this is sort of how they transformed and became the vehicles he scans a downed Cobra guard and then it just makes him look like a Cobra guard that's how it works yep that's it you know he's a Cobra guard Mm mm-hmm uh,
2: you know what cobra guards in this episode uh they get a lot of screen time
1: they do they honestly get, get they a lot a whole, more they yeah.
2: have a whole there's whole personalities here which is like more than they used to in the old show i'm so
0: happy when we get to uh 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 hear from destro's two goons <laughs> <laughs> like the i mean i kind
2: of wonder what those goons went off and did uh, somewhere they were traveling they were I mean going. they clearly had something in mind. I think they wanted I think they wanted fruit cups from the commissary. I think yes. that they were like we gotta get there otherwise it's gonna be just the ones with the soggy grapes like the squishy grapes and that's gross. hmm I And mean, if I know anything about cobra bases, there's a spa in there. That's true. maybe maybe they were like uh he told us to relax. Let's go fucking mud it up. I will say, like, the writing of Sigma-6 is
1: not my favorite. Uh, I'll just say it's fine for what it is, but it doesn't... I don't love it. That being said, they have adopted the fact that there will be two Cobra troopers Mm -hmm. with personalities who engage throughout the episode because you got the two people who fly Zartan's airship, Mm -hmm. and then you've got the two guys who operate Destro's, like, uh, control room. And I love the fact that anywhere you go... You end up with essentially the same two characters (laughs) in different outfits having the same types of conversations, and it is a bit, obviously the Venture Brothers with 21 and 24, we've talked about it before, but it is such a marvelous bit that they are just sort of just dipping into a little bit, and I love them for it. It is probably my favorite part of Sigma Six.
0: I mean, I assume that it is the same two guys. Because, like, you know, yeah, they're yeah. they're the pilots or whatever. So, like, they're on one ship and, like, that one explodes. We'll put them on this other one. we got to fly this ship.
1: Yeah, the thing is they've got different outfits, if I remember this correctly. And, like, one thing I know about Cobra hierarchy is it is difficult to move between ranks. Uh, remember in the uh, Operation Dragonfire from Deke, uh, Alley Viper uh, moved from being a Crimson Guardsman to an Alley Viper, which everybody was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Like no one does that. That's crazy.
0: I mean, it's a new world, man. This is this is uh Sigma 6. Cobra I mean, Sigma true. 6.
1: I mean, we're not we're not limited to what's happened in the past. It's just, you know, using my what knowledge I have. Look, I don't know important things, but I know Cobra hierarchy a little bit. <laughs> oh, boy oh boy. Anyway, uh, a message comes in from the spy to Cobra. The Sea Titan is at these coordinates. So they immediately Cobra activates their defenses, which are these weird UFO towers. I'm not sure how they were exactly hidden. They were basically UFOs that had landed on the ground and then pillars come up underneath them to raise them above the tree line. But they're still weird looking UFO pillars.
2: I mean, isn't that sort of how like all Cobra like hidden bases always are? Isn't it like.
1: Got some turrets and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always a big old cobra head somewhere.
2: You're right. These new, these new cobra seasons don't have enough snakes.
1: You know, it's a little bit like how McDonald's used to be playful and joyful in their architecture. And now they're just cold, gray buildings. Ugh. Cobra has become cold, gray McDonald's buildings.
2: Back in my day, people mm. knew how to accessorize with giant snakes. I support Trump now. sometimes that's all it
1: takes to be radicalized sometimes that's all it takes would
0: any of us be surprised if he showed up one day in full Serpentor regalia
1: oh I can't here's the deal if he didn't okay I got a theory here (laughs) Uh, uh, if he didn't think that he needs to wear that suit for branding purposes at all times he would have shown up in full military gear by now i I think he a thousand percent wishes he could but he's afraid if he shows up wearing anything but that one suit people be like who the fuck is this
2: (laughs) yeah i bet like i bet his handlers actively have to tell him like sir you're not allowed to just wear military medals like that's not (laughs) a thing you can do and he's probably like but that guy is doing it and it's like that is a general in the military who has won three Purple yeah. Hearts.
0: He's been in the armed forces for 45 years. Yeah,
2: yeah. And he's probably like, well, can't you just buy a Purple Heart? Like, how? Why can't I just do that? Surely people do that.
1: He's going to do that. He's going to be wearing his normal blue suit with the red tie. And he's just going to suddenly have, like, the stripes and the Purple Hearts hanging from the 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 handkerchief pocket. That's uh, outstanding.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to him going who, to him like clearly getting crazier and crazy. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how many how many, how much lower you can go, but I will. I would like to see the moment that like breaks everyone.
1: Uh, look, if you've watched any of his most recent speeches. This man has nothing left. In his I, head. Yeah, I know. It but, is just oatmeal.
2: But I do, I do think like there will be some at some point. There will be something that he says where everyone is like, like it'll be like that moment in they live where, where like the whole like the whole world like sees sees them yeah. as aliens, and then everyone's like, oh shit, I'm having sex with an alien, and then someone's gonna be like, crap, my kid's teacher is an alien. Yeah. I I don't know
1: what's left though. I mean, he's already said he'd be a dictator on day 1. He's already said he would terminate the constitution. No, I
2: think it'll be something like I mean, what's I left? He, I think he'll like fully have like a brain meltdown and he'll just be like purple bees eat skittles on a Tuesday, blarghin, and people are going to be like, "Oh, he's broken." He
0: is going to end up on an island. He's going—I <laughs> don't know if he'll be exiled or or es- try and escape from something, but he will have in his own island, uh-huh. and he will be a straight-up like idiomine dictator. Um, it's going to be kind of glorious to watch.
2: Like he'll just like have his underwear on his head, and he'll be like running around the island and being like, "I'm king of the leaves."
0: Uh, no, not like that. It's going to be like weird, oh. and he's going to be like eating people, and like I am the greatest general of all time Mm. uh, is going to have like a whole bunch of fake ass medals,
1: guys. Uh, This is, I believe from today, from yesterday, I have a quote here and this is an example of what I'm talking about. When I say, I don't know what's left. Uh, If, if I may, this is, I'm just reading the transcript. Okay. I'm not making this up (laughs) a real thing that the uh, former president currently running said he was in Iowa. Mm -hmm. And he says, as you know, We have more liquid gold and wealth under our feet than any other nation. We have more liquid gold, oil and gas, more liquid gold. Well, I just met non-liquid gold, and you know where it was? Iowa. It's called corn. (laughs) They have... It's not liquid. You have more non-liquid gold. And they said, what is that? I said, corn. They said, we love that idea. You know... (laughs) It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thought, isn't it? That's a nickname in its own way. But we came up with a new word, a new couple of words for corn. Uh,
2: You know what? I think if the I I love corn kid had said that, you would have loved it. So (laughs) I think you're a hypocrite.
0: Who's the racist now?
1: I'm not (laughs) voting for I love corn kid to be president of the United States. (laughs) Why
2: not? What do you got against corn, man?
0: What he got against kids, bro? <laughs> I got against
1: non-liquid gold.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, anybody like
1: anybody who's paying even a lick of attention, I don't know what's left for him to just ramble off and shuffle and just stare blankly, and I don't know. I don't know what's left for people, and I'm not trying to turn this into a political show. Well,
2: now God we've willing. lost our all of our listeners. I have been for years now trying <laughs> to turn this. Up.
1: I know. I, I just i I saw that quote earlier today. It came up in this conversation. I'm like, I got to read this goddamn quote because what are we even doing anymore as a people? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whenever there's a mission, Sigma Six is there. Sigma Six. Nobody beats C.I. Joe. But now
0: Cobra's got the Sea Ray. Sea Ray is a fighting machine. I can laugh Joe to Smithereen.
1: Incredible Sea Ray splits to become a mini-sub and an armored glider. Cobra! And for attacking on snow and ice, there's the Cobra Wolf. It's the Techno viper. Cobra Wolf is vicious on ice and snow. And hot on the trail of G.I. Joe. And nobody beats G.I. Joe. The real American hero.
0: Cobra Sea Ray and Cobra Wolf each sold separately. Joe! Joe! Sigma Six is there. Sigma
1: Six! Anyway, the UFO towers have activated. The missiles are being aimed at all the Joes that are attacking the front door. Like, oh, sh- sh- Snike, they're coming for. Oh, wait, they're not aiming at us. They're aimed at the Sea Titan.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: But the Sea Titan is stealthily cloaked. Dun, One dun, might dun. say it's hidden and they had to search for it. There you go. I guess.
0: See, I, I did the work at the beginning of the episode. So you could reap all the benefits here.
1: Looking like a smarty. Look I at like it. Eh, look at me. Totally smart. Um, they shoot Cobra shoots all their missiles at the sea Titan, which then uh, just ducks under the water and is safe. That's just the missiles didn't get it. <laughs> I don't know how how any of that works. I feel like it would take a long time for that boat to get submerged. But now it's fine. It got down deep enough in the water that none of the missiles hurt it in any way. Don't worry about that. Now, Duke believes they were tipped off. Duke thinks there's a spy on the Sea Titan. Yikes. Now, Lieutenant Stone has now entered the uh, Cobra base. The Joes are now fighting at the front door. We got ourselves a fun little battle. Destro, correctly, (coughs) diverts all his forces to the front door to deal with the imminent threat of G.I. Joe, not knowing Lieutenant Stone is in the building. And now we cut to Lieutenant Stone has now moved into the hangar bay. He's getting closer. I will
0: say that, like, if you find yourself as a military uh, leader of some kind saying, divert all of our forces to this one place, but, sir, shouldn't we have someone to back? No. And
2: By that also point, it is like, like Destro's whole thing is that he's good at military strategies. Think. No, he's not. He's good at inventing.
1: He's good at he's good at like uh, organizational stuff.
2: Oh, we he's did say last week at... that he's missing the Baroness like that. He's definitely she's... missing the... Yeah, yes. you're right.
1: You're right. The Baroness is excellent at military strategy. Remember, again, I'll say it again. Destro led his entire forces through a minefield chasing after G.I. Joe and they all
2: blew up. Yeah, that's right. Also, so, I, will, I will say uh, I haven't said it in probably two episodes. So it's time. I miss Tomax and Zamot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really want them back. I hate that they aren't. They like we haven't seen them since the original, right? Like, were they in any other iteration?
1: I don't think so. No, just the original. Gina, is this one of your pitches uh, for the G.I. Joe people would be like an office style workplace comedy, but at expensive (laughs)
2: enterprises? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I effing
1: watch the shit out of that.
2: Here's the thing. If they made me the Kevin Feige of the Hasbro world. Mm-hmm. I I would I would connect all of these iterations of GI Joe and I would basically say that they have been behind the scenes amassing more wealth this whole time. Yep. As like as sort of a Google like empire who's like just been taking over more like extensive enterprises is just taking over more more companies and then like and then the next project would have them come back and like Cobra be like where have you bitches been and then they would be like oh we took over the world a totally different way than you did we are now billionaires and we can essentially make any law we want to
1: I love it, and then they buy a very popular social media site and then tank it. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Wait,
2: I thought these guys were geniuses. Are they? Maybe not.
1: Yeah, I don't know anymore." But then
2: they, but then they show everyone that they have uh, uh, exercise poles built into the sides of their buildings, and everyone's once again on board.
1: <laughs>
2: and somehow
1: they've been cast as Danny McBride and Craig Robinson. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be into it. I'd still be into it. I'd watch that. And then you have Craig Robinson turn to be like, yeah, I'm the
2: one with the scar. (laughs) I would listen. If I was. Come on. It's right there. If. if uh, Have they been in any of the live action movies? I don't think so. Right. No, No, uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, listen, I've been watching a lot of X-Men lately, just (laughs) over and over and over and over and over every X-Men. Uh and maybe it's because there aren't that many true twins, true adult twins in Hollywood anymore. Uh look,
0: I've seen enough porn to tell you that they're <laughs> all over. Oh boy.
2: No, here here's my pitch for Tomax and Zaymott. Uh Sean and Aaron Ashmore, who were Oh, uh, nice. Uh like okay. one one of them is is Bobby Iceman Drake from yeah. X-Men. The other one was uh, and and also was recently in the boys as a yeah, character with firepower. Uh, ironically, yeah, he's also uh, in Alan Wake too. Uh,
1: just for the record, he's great. Was that,
2: was that which one? Was that Sean, Sean. or Aaron? Sean uh, is in a lot yeah. of these
1: games in this universe.
2: Uh, Aaron is the one who's like who was Jimmy Olsen in uh, nice. Smallville. They're both great. I think that they could do a smarmy Tomax and Zaymott really well, and also they're the only twins I can think of.
1: Yeah, uh Mary Kate and Ashley Olson, of course. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, Gina, I have some good news for you. I just looked ahead slightly. The next series we'll be watching, yeah, I believe it's called G.I. Joe Renegades. Oh shit! I looked at the list of characters. Who? And of course, we have for Cobra, you know, mm-hmm. Doctor Mindbender, Baroness Destro, yes. Commander, yes. yes, Major Blood, Storm Ooh. Shadow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tomax and Zaymot. What? Oh, my now, since, God. I'm going to read this. this. Can I read this little blurb about who they are in this show? Because it's not how we know them normally. Oh,
2: Is boy. It, it, does it just say Sean Ashmore and his twin brother, Aaron? No, they're weirdly
1: enough voiced by the same person.
2: <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Tomax and Zaymot are identical twin brothers who are psychics with mind-controlling abilities. What? Mm. They began as crooked cult leaders mm-hmm. who harness their powers to fleece believers. Oh shit. The I twins like this. plan to enhance their natural abilities to unleash their wrath upon the world. So mm-hmm. it seems like they might be a one episode shot, but uh, there it is. Uh, I, 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 I want mm. it
2: to, I want it now. Well, how when do we get there? When are we done with this? You'll get forward. your dessert
1: when you finish your Sigma Six. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. And Renegades, I don't know much about Renegades. Uh, it's another, it's another 26 episode, uh, a two season shot.
2: You Um, literally, you, you, every time I ask this, I forget. And the reason I know I forget is because you're always, you always say the next one is called Renegades. And I always think Lorenzo Lamas, and then I think, Mm -hmm. oh shit, I've thought this before. (laughs) <laughs> at least at least 10 times that means that i just keep forgetting what it is i think all of us do yes uh but it's like we're stuck in a loop of the matrix where i'm like what's next and you're like renegades and i'm like lorenzo lamas and then two episodes from now i'm going to be like hey what's the next one called and you're like renegades and i'm like lorenzo lamas wait and then i'm and then i'm like keanu reeves where i'm like wait deja vu and people are like oh shit we're in the matrix it's just that it's gi joe themed
1: <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, technically, the next thing is G.I. Joe Resolute, but let me just, before you get all mad, that is the Warren Ellis written, very, very hardcore, oh, uh-huh. uh, it, uh, it's, all, it's one season, 11 episodes, but each episode is roughly five minutes long.
2: Each episode is just like a dude punching a lady as hard as he can in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weirdly <laughs> enough,
1: yeah, that's how we open every episode. Uh, it's the darkest. I'd actually tr- I actually, I own it on DVD. I tried watching it and I got about 10 minutes in and I didn't even finish it. It's only like an hour long. Hell um, yeah. But it's so dark. I just, I got upset and I stopped watching it. So yeah, that'll be fun when we get there. So that'll be a couple episodes. But then we get to GI Joe Renegades, which is the next great series after Sigma Six. And uh, get excited. Uh, we're getting some Tomax and Zaymot back. There's a reason to stick around.
2: I'm in. Is it enough? I I was planning on putting on my finest suit at the end of this one. Yeah. But I'll delay it a couple.
1: Yeah, Go a couple. You got at least two more seasons in you. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I love, you know, Long Range. They just decided one day Long Range was a Hispanic character. So now he has to say something.
2: Hispanic-y, yeah.
1: Every, every episode. So now this episode, Chan... (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh you you think that i've uh got some uh
1: do i think you've already I, pulled
0: I, these yes I, I, I do absolutely think you did <laughs> yes you know it's kind of like bowling or a big fat pinata party
2: a big fat <laughs> pinata party
1: you know i believe that the writers of this really understand the core of the latin american experience <laughs>
2: Oh, God. I, you know what? I actually kind of would believe that they, like, had one, like, staff level, like, lowest level writer in the room who was, like, half Hispanic. <laughs> and, and, like, every time they were like, ooh, let's put this in here. He was like.
1: Gonzalez, then, get in then, here. We and need and a long range it. line. Yeah.
2: And then that's it. He, like, never speaks up. Uh, because he knows why he's in the room. He's putting which it is, on my resume. So yeah, so they can use his name when they're like, and we had a we had a real Hispanic in the room, so you know it's authentic.
1: I hope you're right, Duke. It's time to vamonos <laughs> It's time to vamonos <laughs> Oh God. Uh, it's just like, I, this character, I mean, am I wrong? This character was not Hispanic in season one. I don't know. I mean,
2: like I said, I feel like now. every other episode, his- Scarlett has like a, a real thick Southern accent and then she doesn't. So yeah, yeah. we, uh, you know, we
1: don't, we actually, we, uh, the actress who plays Scarlett in this is actually very talented. We talked about her before yeah. Uh, and her, she got credits. She's very, very good. I blame direction. I do not blame the actress in this particular case. I don't. you're exactly right, Gina. That Southern accent comes and goes, like Princess Leia's English accent in the first Star Wars movie, mm-hmm.
2: or Halle Berry's, uh, let's call it a Kenyan accent in the first uh, in the first X Men that she then abandoned in all subsequent X Men movies. Oh, my God, I forgot she did that. That's fantastic. It's, it's very <laughs> weird upon rewatch. It's it's also just like, well, Angela Bassett could have done this because uh, she she did it in uh, Black Panther. She did. But this is not working well. And then in the second movie, she clearly was like, hey, so fuck that. Right. And they're like, all right. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> She took some Burlitz classes. She's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, okay. That was delightful. Um, long range. I just, this is my long-running series just called, Did You Know Long Range is Hispanic? <laughs> and we'll be doing it every episode that he has something new to say. So
0: Goddamn right, we will.
1: You're goddamn right. All right, look, Destro is now, he's seeing what's happening. He says, I'm going to go get involved personally. He goes, okay, 21 and 24, because that's who they are now. Mm -hmm. You guys just stay here and you work on decoding the Sigma stuff off of the Dragonhawk. I'm going to go take care of some business. He leaves. Two seconds later, Destro walks back in the room and says, I changed my mind. Why don't you two delightful chaps take a break?
0: And you know what? I am for this gag. This is, I mean, it's real basic. It's real basic. It made me smile.
1: Uh, I liked it. I like the fact that he's always mean to them. And so the second that Stone impersonates him in his nice one, that doesn't set off any red flags in their heads. (laughs) They're just happy for the moment. (laughs) You know, uh, uh, it's, it's. uh, Or maybe they
0: do know and they're just like, you know what? Uh, We'll take any excuse, man we just need a fucking smoke break. We need to go out and get some of those uh Del Monte mandarin orange cups. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so they they
2: obviously know this is not destro. They <laughs> I mean, and if they didn't, then when they run into him they obviously know, but it's it's like when you're it's like when you're getting ready to leave work. And you like out of your peripheral vision, see your boss walking towards you, and you're like, okay, well, gotta go, bye. Mm -hmm. And you just Mm -hmm. pretend you don't see him, even though he's like, oh, hey, Chan. And you're like, doop-a-doop-boop-boop, can't hear nothing. Now I'm in my car and I'm gone. And I'm a break. (laughs) Uh, This
0: This is 100% in their like uh, um, employee paperwork. It's like, if uh, your superior is being. Uh, cloned or in some way disguised <laughs> or whatever like that. You are allowed to uh take time off. That is not your responsibility. And they're just like, boom, we're out of here, man.
1: Yeah, I thought of it like if there's like a one percent chance that's really Destro, and you don't follow his orders, you'll be executed. But you will not be executed for being tricked by GI Joe. Hmm. So, you got to just do it. Uh, I do appreciate that they like run past Destro and don't think anything of it. <laughs> that was a little weird to me. They're just like, Doo, do do. do. Just like, hey guys, where, where are you going? Like, well, you gave us a break.
2: Well, I thought yeah, I did. Literally, other as soon as he says that, dude. you know, in their brain, they're like, shit that that wasn't Destro. Do we <laughs> do we acknowledge that or pretend we have no idea what's going on? And they, nope. I appreciate the fact that they opt for stupidity.
1: I love Destro's professionalism here because he stops. He goes, "You guys stay here. I'm going to go back and take care of this." And then patiently walks back to the room to beat the shit out of Lieutenant Stone.
2: Also, you would think that Stone, like being a super spy, would I don't know, lock the door, lock the door. But, like lock put a door. put a chair in front of it or something. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how his tech works, that he looks exactly like Destro, but like maybe change into someone else and at least try to be like, oh, Destro, weird. You were just here. You went that away and like trying to deter him. But instead, he's just like he immediately takes off his disguise. Anyone could walk in and see him. He does not lock the door. Uh, Yeah. What are you doing, super spy?
1: Yeah, it's it's great.
0: Look, um, I, you know, I, I yeah, just, I, when Destro turns around and says, you stay here, my first thought was, why? You know that there's a Joe in there. Why would you not bring back up? Then I realized what uh, a badass Destro is like. I want to break him with my own two hands. Yeah.
2: yeah also, the more, the going more to do? people in there, the more confusing it is. Like, like he, he wants to handle it on, on his own, but also what if he brings those guys in there and then this super spy disguiser turns into one of those guys and then you've got a situation where it's like, no, shoot me. He's the real one. I'm the real one. I mean, knowing Dexter, he would just be like, I'll just shoot, shoot you both. Both. Shoot yeah, yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I love all that. Also, you don't have to animate them if they don't come with you. Nah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Fair Put that point. out there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Destro... You stay uh,
0: here. We have a budget.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Destro has all the powers of Magneto. That's wild, right? He can create force fields with his arms that deflect laser fire. Yeah,
2: I don't... I Have we seen this before?
1: We've seen him do... Yes. I, I feel he's, like we've seen him do similar stuff before. He's had the shield before.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, was it, it always to this extent? Like, that it could fucking repel... I mean, at some point he's just being blasted with a shotgun and that thing is... yeah.
1: Because he had the force field when he fought heavy duty, remember? And it was a big thing where they had to like physically pull the force field off him and then drop a grenade inside of it, right? Remember that?
2: Oh, right, right, right. This seems like cheating to me. I'm going to be honest. It seems like the fact that he's this invulnerable. I mean, he's already like 10 feet tall and covered in metal. Does he also? This seems like a hat on a hat.
1: (laughs) A little bit. Uh, I like that uh, Lieutenant Stone to try to get away from Destro jumps comfortably 10 stories off the command post down into the hangar with no adverse issues whatsoever. Maybe the Sigma six uh, suit protected him. I don't know, but he jumps and then there's just an angle from the floor and he's, he's just way small. And then he, I don't, I don't know that uh, what I did appreciate that as well, though, is Destro takes the elevator.
0: Hell's yeah, he does because he's a he's a cool cat.
1: Yeah, he just like hold also on also he second.
2: knows just... how to like conserve his energy and use it when he needs it. Yeah, I'm,
1: I was a fan of all of that. Uh, oh, while Stone is here, he's now rebooting the controls for the Dragonhawk as well.
2: Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, a thing mm-hmm. he can
1: just do, so mm-hmm. he's getting that he's getting the Dragonhawk back up in gear. That
0: that makes sense. I mean, it is his you know his ship, and that's, that's why he's he there because he knows how to make things work.
1: Yeah. Well, not just that. Like, we know he can control all the machines. We'll find out that in just more in just a moment. But uh, go back to the front door. There's a big battle happening. Uh, G.I. Joe's, like, running out of ammo or something. They're just like, we got to pull back. We fought as much as we could, but we got to back out now. Okay. We cut back to Destro and Lieutenant Stone. And this is wild. Lieutenant Stone uh, drops a smoke bomb and then escapes. It's some good, you know some good Batman stuff he's doing right there. He then, this, I was stunned by, activates a remote override of the entire Sea Titan vessel Mm -hmm. that acts as G.I. Joe base. He has the ability to overtake all the controls of the the ship, Mm -hmm. and he takes it up to the surface. Yep. And he says, okay, I need you to shoot the Defiant missiles well, a no, missile. what he
0: says is, I need you to trust me. Oh, I need you to trust me. They're trying to dodge all these missiles, and he's like, I want to bring you right back up without your um, cloaking device. Yeah. Uh, Trust me. And I like this because we're still ostensibly not sure if it's Stone or Firefly that's a spy. And here's him doing something that is v- seems on its face very, very, very bad for the Joes. Not good. Uh So for a hot second, they're like, oh, my God, is he betraying them? Um, It would be weird that he'd be fighting Destro and also betraying them, though. I
2: told you Scarlet is a spy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll find that out in a couple episodes. Uh, (laughs) But please let me live in this uh, um, this disbelief. This this Schrodinger's
1: cat moment. Uh, At this moment, Stone is neither the spy nor not the spy. So he could be whatever we want him to be. Uh, he says, use the Defiant, blow up uh, this one spot on the Cobra base, which will set off a chain reaction and blow up the entire base. How he just knows all this, you know, okay. He just does.
0: A little Uh, silly. A little extreme. A little wild. Um, Also, if you
1: extreme!
0: (laughs) If you're concerned that they're going to get a hold of your Sigma tech in this uh, Dragonhawk that they've stolen, do you think maybe you shouldn't um, bring in a remote that can control the entire uh, ship yes. And set off missiles and probably kill
1: everybody instantly. Thank you. I wrote here. This is a major design flaw of the sea Titan <laughs> that it can be controlled by one person completely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's a de- design
0: flow uh, flaw dude. Like it, it's his ship. Basically. And he gave it to them. He's got back doors.
1: He's, you know, He's prepared for some shit. So unlike the Cobra base, Gina, Stone has back doors.
2: Oh, yeah. shit. He enjoys going. Are you in talking them, about the, the, the black reds. hole again?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Vincent and Bob. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, all right. So uh, the Joe team makes a decision. We're going to go in and rescue Stone. Ideally, we're going to stop this missile. And Firefly, for the second time, goes full Banff mode, wailing on an entire platoon of bats while everyone just watches him agape.
0: Hmm. And to your point about uh, why would Stone be fighting Destro and then also trying to destroy the base, like he's got to cover, maintain his cover, yo?
1: Yeah, it's all true. So uh, Duke is now pushing uh, in to get uh, to go get him. Uh, high tech has now immediately bypassed Stone's control over the entire vessel. So that was kind of wild. Uh, And this is where Destro shows his full magneto powers. He just uses his psychic power magnetism to raise up a bunch of pieces of metal shrapnel and debris and just starts hucking them at Lieutenant Stone. And I'm like, yo, that's great. And then (laughs) Lieutenant Stone like dodges it, grabs his arm and then flips him over his shoulder with like a judo flip. And then... While on the ground, Destro just reaches out, grabs Stone, and throws him from like a prone position across the room. That dude is strong.
0: It's pretty dope.
1: I liked this fight scene. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Surprisingly enjoyable.
1: Yeah. And this is when Duke is on his ATV. Uh, and he, f- he drives it off another cliff uh, inside to go into the hangar because this is all Cobra has is just open cliff faces in mm-hmm. this hangar. He d- flies it directly into Destro, jumps off of it, and it just blows up on Destro's shield. And I thought that was kind of cool too. Totally ridiculous, totally over the top. But if you can fly your ATV like off a cliff into somebody and it just explodes... I mean, we're going full Michael Bay here, and I don't hate it.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a Tom Cruise move. He'll do that one when he's seventy in Mission Impossible.
1: If he can do wait. it, I can do it. I'd watch it. That last one was good, man.
2: Tell you that. that last one was real good. I was just talking about it's that really one good. today. Man. Haley Atwell, man,
1: She's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, love it. Anyway, Duke, uh, they said he's a and Duke and Destro are kind of going at it a little bit. And then Duke says, uh, Destro's, like, you really thinking to beat me or something? And Duke's like, I was just stalling. <laughs> because while you weren't looking, Lieutenant Stone's in the Dragon Hawk, mother effer. Ah! Uh, it just starts just shooting every weapon from the Dragon Hawk at Destro who needs to back up. He's like, I got a force field, but this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that was pretty, that's pre- pretty great. That was
1: and pretty this cool. is where we get to it. The missile's about to hit the Cobra base in 10 seconds. Isn't this goddamn
0: ship like 50 feet away from the base they're like right next door in the bay it's
1: not why far away
0: does it take four minutes for a missile to make it to the base
1: <laughs> yeah it's a little crazy uh he about uh, well, to be fair high tech did divert the missile but not by very much why the missile was spo- this is the thing the missile was supposed to hit the most vital area to blow up a chain reaction High tech has diverted it slightly off course. Yeah, you it's know what still happens- going to accomplish the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that missile was a woman getting ready to go out, and that's why it took so long. Am I right, guys?
0: <laughs> that is a
2: wow! That is a stretch. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god,
0: <laughs> fellas, am I right?
1: Look out for Gina's new Netflix special. Matt Rife wasn't sexist enough. Oh my god! What just happened to this show? I'm I'm a little I'm a little shook right now, guys. This is when the missile hits the base. A boom. And so now we get the you know we got to outrun the explosion. So now Stone and Duker, the Dragonhawk, and they're flying long range and Fireflyer in the Vamp. But it is not as fast as the explosion. So the dragonhawk gets on top of the vamp. It's like a Jeep. Locks onto it with its docking beam. Don't, Gina, don't. Don't.
2: Huh? don't penis and penis. Don't. You don't. Penis you don't. You don't, you don't. You don't. You
1: And P&P. it picks up the vamp. <laughs> they kick out the afterburners and everyone escapes the explosion, which somehow, you know, they're fine. Don't worry about that. Explosions are slow. Like a woman getting ready for going out. What
2: the, the fuck, oh, Ray? God. What is, what is right. wrong? And with you? you just said that! Oh my
1: god, Ray! Um, disgusting. No, I'm but I'm I'm calling back.
2: Disgusting I
0: will say <laughs> there is uh one there are a couple lines of dialogue in this episode. That I genuinely appreciated, like oh. you got Firefly and um, uh, Captain Mexico in in the uh, the mm-hmm. Jeep, they're trying to get out, uh, and they're not going to make it because why would they? That's uh, you obviously going to die, uh, but they uh, there's a Come little. Come on, you
2: got to think positive. Okay, here's my happy face. <laughs> you know what? I did like that.
0: That's just fun.
1: It I is like just that. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like the dialogue between them because it's just like you know what we're gonna we're gonna do our best. It's clearly not going to work. We are going to die in this explosion. But you're right. We should have a better attitude. <laughs> and then I, I they, also
2: like how many times this episode people were like, "Well, we're gonna die." Like, it, like at least twice, people were like, "Well, we're not." Just so you know, we're not making it out of here. And I had a moment, honestly, where I was like. Shit, is someone gonna die?
0: I thought it would have been real cool if Stone actually did die.
2: Yeah, same.
0: It sounded like, uh, okay, everybody's out of the base, launch this missile. You know, that's what Duke would do. This is the only way to, you know, take care of this. And Stone's not like a huge G.I. Joe guy.
2: Yeah, and he just like showed up a couple episodes ago. So it it would, like, I I genuinely was like, he's gonna die in that base.
1: Yeah, and if they would have done that, Firefly could have easily put the spy allegations on stone. Not done anything for a while,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we could have kept let that simmer for a little bit. Yeah, wow, missed opportunity.
0: Uh, it's okay though, because when Scarlet reveals herself, it'll be all worthwhile.
1: I I do hope that that happens, um, but I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I, but the thing i liked best about this episode was outside of the first 30 seconds there was no tunnel rat
0: yeah well i mean <laughs> he did his bug thing so he got in his uh, mr yeah. get my shit in got his shit in
1: yeah you get in you say you're you just louie you come in you say your catchphrase a couple of times and then you get out for the rest of the episode and we're fine Yep. tunnel rat's gonna dip his bugs in it that's a,
2: I want to dip my bugs in it.
0: <laughs> um, I'm just going to uh, call this one out for possibly the greatest line reading of all time.
1: Oh, no, they didn't make it. <laughs> 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 uh, I love, look, as soon as you said it was a, a a crazy line read, I'm like, well, what did high tech say? Because, <laughs> like, he is the one, I would argue, High Tech and Tunnel Rat are probably the two that most, like, embrace the anime style in their vocal performances. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a compliment. I think they are making a definitive choice yep. to. Uh, they're making it look, they're talented, uh, clearly. Uh, they're making a definitive choice to play into this style, but it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and everything High Tech says, I just, I wince a little bit. But. He's not doing it wrong. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
1: I don't know. It's it makes me laugh. I love I'll tell you, I love his performance. I'm just gonna say it right now. He clearly gets it. He's having a lot of fun. And these line reads are outrageous. Um, because not only that, he like finds out that they're dead, doesn't seem to care. Oh no. <laughs> and then Scarlet's like, no, nah, dude, we got the signal. Two seconds later, he's like, no. Ah. Yeah, look at that. Ah, I guess they're fine not a real attachment person this is a high tech uh so it goes that's the end of the episode hooray
0: we, we did it everybody
1: it. episode three of season two search oh. you know with just barely enough searching to make that title i go with you. Chad, oh you know what if
2: searching. they if they make the next episode title rescue then i would kind of get it they're playing the long game
0: Oh, oh man. Now I mean, you, we could look to find out.
1: I was gonna say, now you're gonna make me look it up right here.
0: <laughs> uh. I hope
2: it's just like potato,
0: <clears throat> search potato,
2: and like they really are just using random words. Uh,
0: it looks like uh, the next episode is uh, Kathy's Valentine. That's a weird uh, title. You're it's on a weird porn
2: called. site,
0: Chan. <laughs> when am I not? <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's called stuck in a, a dryer. It's a I don't good, understand. It's a good point. <laughs> uh, the next episode, unfortunately, is called Showdown. Yeah. Sur- showdown. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well. Well, if Wild Bill doesn't show up, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs>
1: uh, Wild Bill shows up also in Renegades. I did notice his name as well.
2: Ooh, she's a little renegade. Just saying, we might
1: we might be on we might be on board for this one. I don't know. Um. Uh, but Sigma Six still delightful. Uh, Of course, you can find us. Go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You want to just support us a little bit. We do appreciate that. It helps us make new t-shirts. Robert Clark Chan is busy at work making our season eight logo. Oh, right. You mean (laughs) busy busy at work looking through my
0: uh, computer to find the files that I made months ago literally a
1: year plus ago (laughs) (laughs) when season seven started we had two logos the one we ended up using the frankly better logo how dare you but also the one that chan got deeply invested into helping put together (laughs) and like i'm not trying to be i am trying to throw a little bit of shade (laughs) Uh, but here's the deal we're gonna use it it's our season eight logo get over it you might not want to buy the t-shirt so don't buy the (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt Uh, that, that's that's about it. Anybody else have anything? G- uh, Gina, you want to talk about your pitch meetings? I do not. You want to talk about how uh, the Detroit Lions won their first playoff game in 32 years? You guys want to talk about that? Absolutely not. Dear God. Talk about um, the strange adult films that Chan has watched?
2: Yes. <laughs> do, do take a man. on the scene, guys hand to hand. Long and me. it, ready to fight.
1: Cobra strikes, wherever they attack,
2: G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back. Uh, 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 Yo, Joe Joe! GI Joe will turn the tide! Sigma Six is on your side.
1: Be, be, a a hero. <laughs> be the best of the best! Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Sigma Six.
0: Hey, you. No 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you take a listen to this
1: in the newest pokemon they have score bunny which is a starter what yes score score bunny so it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer he kicks balls he scores great score like scorch i think yeah oh i get it like goal <laughs> like score bunny. rad there's score bunny Who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like donuts or something like that?
0: How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy.
1: The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh my god, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score (laughs) Bunny. And Score Bunny's like. Because he's 80 years old,
0: that's why he sounds like (laughs) that. (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them.
1: if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends check out gaming together a cooperative podcast that's gaming together a cooperative podcast